भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय हरे कृष्ण Shrimad Bhagavatam canto 7 chapter 9 text 10 translation and commentary by his divine grace AC Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Vipratvishadaguna yutadaravindanabha Vipratvishadaravindanabha पादारविंदमुखात्पचंगरिष्ठम मेतदर्पित मनोवचने प्राण पुनाति सकुम न तो भूरी मन ट्रांसलेशन If a brahmana has all 12 of the brahminical qualifications as they are stated in the book called Sanat Sujata but is not a devotee and is averse to the lotus feet of the Lord he is certainly lower than a devotee who is a dog eater but who has dedicated everything mind words activities wealth and life to the supreme lord such a devotee is better than such a brahmana because the devotee can purify his whole family whereas the so called brahmana in a position of false prestige cannot purify even himself purport here is a statement by prahlad maharaj one of the 12 authorities regarding the distinction between a devotee and a brahmana expert in karmakanda or vedic ritualistic ceremonies there are four varnas and four ashrams which divide human society but the central principle is to become a first class pure devotee It is said in the Hari Bhakti Shudodhoy Bhagavat Bhakti Hinasya Jati Shastram Japastapaha Apranasyaiva Dehasya Mandanam Lokaranjanam One is born in a high family like that of a Brahmana Kshatriya or Vaishya but is not a devotee of the Lord all his good qualifications as a Brahmana Kshatriya or Vaishya are null and void indeed they are considered decorations of a dead body In this verse Prahlad Maharaj speaks of the vipras the learned brahmanas the learned brahmana is considered best among the divisions of brahmana kshatriya vaishya and shudra but a devotee born in a low chandal family is better than such brahmanas not to speak of the kshatriyas vaishyas and others a devotee is better than anyone for he is in the transcendental position on the brahman platform mang jayo vihabicharena bhakti yogena sevate सगुनान समतीत्यायतान ब्रह्मभूयाय कल्पते one who engages in full devotional service who does not fall down in any circumstance at once transcends the modes of material nature and thus comes to the level of brahman the 12 qualities of a first class brahmana are stated in the book called sanat sujata are as follows gyanam cha satyam cha dhamma shrutam vacha यमात्सारिया 
The European and American devotees in the Krishna consciousness movement are sometimes accepted as brahmanas, but the so-called caste brahmanas are very much envious of them. In answer to such envy, Prahlad Maharaj says that one who has been born in a brahmana family but is falsely proud of his prestigious position cannot even purify himself, not to speak of his family. Whereas, if a chandal, a low-born person, is a devotee and is fully surrendered unto the lotus feet of the Lord, he can purify his entire family. Chandal. We have had actual experience how Europeans and Americans, because of their full Krishna consciousness, have purified their whole families so much so that the mother of a devotee at the time of her death inquired about Krishna with her last breath. Therefore, it is theoretically true and has been practically proven that a devotee can give the best service to his family, his community, his society, and his nation. Sorry. Yeah, when I hear a break, I think the sentence is finished. I know. Okay. The foolish accuse a devotee of following the principles of escapism, but actually the fact is that a devotee is the right person to elevate his family. A devotee engages everything in the service of the Lord, and therefore he is always exalted. Om Gyana Tivirandhasya Gyananjana Shalaka Chakshuru Militam Yena Tasma Shri Guru This is a fairly often quoted verse. Uh, it captures very important, uh, an essential understanding of Krishna conscious philosophy that has had great social relevance yeah. for many generations. It uh, brings into focus the ontological point that a devotee is always in a better position than a non-devotee. Even if a devotee has uh, no material qualifications, even if he is uh, born in a low family, which generally means that he has low-class habits also, there's different culture in low-class family and high-class family. Of course, in communism, they just made it all equal, all low-class. But even in the so-called high-class aristocracy of um, of Europe, provenient to the communist times, there was a clear division between the aristocracy and the plebs. But the aristocratic behavior of the aristocrats was... Uh, there's arbitrary rules of social etiquette, which persons with allusions to being, uh, or aspiration to be considered high class in the West, they still follow some of these silly rules which, which makes them considered high class. For instance, among so-called aristocratic people in the Western countries, uh, when one is eating one's malagatoni soup or meat soup, one should tip the soup bowl away from oneself and take the take out the take it out like that, not towards yourself. That's considered very low class to tip the soup bowl towards yourself. You have to tip it away, and then people can understand. Yes, this person is highly cultured. And in our country, England, which is up above as compared to down under, 
<laughs> As compared to Down Under, it's an inside joke going on here. <laughs> Between those who are from uh, We don't put our hands, our elbows on the table as we are eating our roast beef or whatever it may be. Because that is very low class to put your elbows on the table. We are the actual culture. Uh, actually, he's from a very aristocratic family. We have to say, that. very, very high class accent. It's noticeable by all. So, um, this, these lessons on Mlecha etiquette are not to promote it. But to point out that they are uh, as foolish as everything else in Mlecha way of life. But in the Brahminical culture, they follow rules of Shastra which are meant for elevation. The rules and regulations that are followed by Brahmanas, as distinguished from, they distinguish them from Chandalas because they actually make them high class in terms of behavior. Because uh, Brahmanas, as mentioned in this quote from Sanat Sujatiya, they uh, perform austerities, they have very regulated life, they offer puja usually twice or three times a day, and they don't eat until after their puja, which means they often don't eat until midday or later, and they have to take bath so many times, and uh, they have, they're reciting mantras for almost everything they do, and in this way, this is actually considered a very aristocratic way of life. And is quite distinguished from the Chandal, the Yavan, the Mlecha, who also uh, is, lives in the same country as the uh, aristocratic people, although they live separately. They, they don't live in the same village. They live in a separate village where they can eat dogs, although I never came across any dog eaters myself. In, in, uh, in Philippines, yeah, but I'm saying in India, maybe the Nagaland or somewhere like that they used to do. So, uh, yeah, in Philippines, Korea, China, there are so many jokes about. Uh, but uh, generally, the, the low class people are the lowest caste, or beyond lower than caste people, they eat pigs among the Hindus. Um, and you can imagine that their, their way of life is not very cultured, people who keep pigs. And, so, in their own villages, the Chandalas can eat pigs and fornicate and drink whatever, they, drink wine and whatever they like. Wine means made out of rice, something like that. So, uh, it seems an obvious reality that the Brahmana is uh, in more cultured and in every way better than the Chanda, which is true, generally. However, Prahlad Maharaj here states that one who has surrendered to the lotus feet of Krishna, even if he's coming from such a degraded background, is more elevated than a Brahmana who has not surrendered to Krishna. This is Chandal culture, putting things in your mouth. Anything except food or toothbrush. Don't put. Um, so even if one has such Chandal habits, if he's fully surrendered to the lotus feet of the Lord, he's considered more, he's considered actually purified, whereas the Brahmana would never do such a thing is not considered properly purified. Now, the Brahmana, practically everything he does is for the sake of purification. He takes baths so often, performs archaman so many times. If he sneezes, he performs archaman and uh, sprinkles water over his food with mantras before taking it to purify it. 
very careful to follow all the rules. Don't put your fingernail in the water, then it becomes contaminated. You can't drink it. You have to throw it all out. But someone who's born in a Chandal family, because they're not trained from childhood, then they don't, even if they become a devotee, it may be difficult for them to follow all these rules. Generally, it's not, uh, it doesn't happen or it's not considered very likely that someone from such a low-class background will become a devotee of Krishna, surrendered devotee of Krishna. Yeah. Because the Brahminical culture is uh, far more conducive for taking to Krishna consciousness. Essential part of the Brahminical culture is worship of Lord Vishnu in his shalagram form. Even the Karmakandiya Brahmanas do that. And the uh, they, the Brahmanas, they chant the name of Vishnu. They might even object if the Chandalas chant the name of Vishnu. They might object if the Chandalas chant the name of Vishnu. You've got meat juice in your mouth, how are you going to chant the name of Vishnu? So, uh, if a Chandala does take to Krishna consciousness, however, he doesn't remain in his gross Chandala habits. Uh, it's, it's, if he becomes a devotee, then he'll uh, stop at least the grossest activities of the Chandala way of life. But uh, in terms of behavior, general behavior and habits, it's not expected that he'll ever be as cultured as one brought up in the Brahminical culture. But Prahlad Maharaj says that such a person, not only uh, he purifies himself, but he purifies his whole family, whereas one born in a Brahmin family who is not a surrendered devotee of Krishna, he cannot purify himself or to speak of his family. Now to understand this, we have to understand what actual purification means. The Brahmana tries to keep himself uh, pure on the karmic platform. By Brahman here we talk about Karmakandiya Brahmana. He wants to be free from sins so that he can ascend to the heavenly planets. Or if he's on the Jnana Marg, he tries to become free from both uh, sinful life and from the uh, from the addiction to Karmakanda which causes one to take birth to enjoy the results. So if he uh, performs any sinful activity, he tries to do something to purify himself from that. And because some sinful activities are unavoidable, there are he has to regularly perform yagyas and so on to become free from the results of that. For instance, one of the five unavoidable kinds of sins that every grihasta uh, is involved in is that from lighting fire because little bugs in the wood will be killed. So, but, but that uh, same fire which is used for, that, that uh, fire is uh, used in Yagya, that fire is not different from Vishnu, and that purifies the Brahmana from the effect of that sin. However, his consciousness is uh, how I can enjoy this material world. That is at the basis of his consciousness, which is intrinsically impure. Although he may attempt to purify himself from uh, karmic impurities, the, the very basis of his existence is on the impure platform. Whereas a devotee, even if he's uh, not so expert or knowledgeable of all these uh, rules and regulations for purification, because he has surrendered to Krishna, uh, that in itself makes him, uh, situates him on the pure platform. Because his consciousness is not contaminated by 
the mentality of Ishvara Hamaham Bhogi, I am the controller, I am the enjoyer. But because he um, conceives of himself as the servant of Krishna, there, by that fact alone he is purified, because the soul is by nature pure. Um, soul in his natural state is servant of Krishna. And in his unnatural contaminated position, he thinks, I'm not the servant. So even though the uh, a person who has surrendered to Krishna may have some externally impure habits, his standard of purity is such that a, a, a Brahmana, even performing the, in the most minute detail all the rules and regulations of external purity, cannot begin to approach. However, we shouldn't think that these uh, Brahminical rules are unimportant. They are of secondary importance. The Brahminical rules, uh, they ultimately come to nothing if one doesn't come to the point of surrendering to Krishna. But if one is surrendered to Krishna, then he will want to follow these rules inasmuch as they are favorable to the service of Krishna. Because actually these, these uh, rules of Vedic life, they're meant to be a training for entering into Krishna consciousness. Because the Vedic culture is the culture of the spiritual world. So those who are Vedic Brahmanas but not devotees, they do everything that's done in the spiritual world except surrender to Krishna, which is the essence of the spiritual world. Whereas a Chandala, if he becomes a devotee, he may not know how to properly behave as a devotee, but all, all the details of that, but the essence he's captured, which is to act to satisfy Krishna. So, uh, but he, he should try to learn also. For instance, if uh, we are to worship Krishna, we should know how he wants to be, how he desires to be worshipped. That he, he requires to be worshipped with nice fruits and flowers, very cleanly prepared. A chandal doesn't have the habit of cleanliness. A brahmana does, very clean. That quality of cleanliness is required in deity worship, or even in aristocratic or high-class human life. Keeping clean helps to uh, keep one's consciousness clean. So uh, all these rules and regulations are there to to help to elevate us and to help us to live as is suitable for a devotee serving Krishna. We may wonder why, if uh, as is declared in this verse and many other important verses, why. Uh, a devotee is considered in a higher position than a brahmana, then why is it required that brahminical initiation for deity worship? Of course, nowadays uh, it's not... We have all... I've even seen in some temples some not even Harinam initiated devotees doing deity worship, but this actually isn't the proper standard. Srila Prabhupada was uh, quite insistent, and uh, of course that's the... Uh, tradition, and that's given in Shastra also, that uh, duly initiated Brahmanas should worship deities. Now, if one's a devotee, but not Brahmanically initiated, then why should, why should this uh, rule apply if a devotee is already considered in a better position than that of a Brahmana? Well, that's because uh, a devotee is supposed to become a Brahmana in the true sense of the term. Uh, someone born in a Brahmin family and trained in Brahminical culture uh, they may be considered a conventional Brahmana. Uh, and it's not actually required that devotees from non-Brahmana families take Brahmanical initiation. Uh, but they may do so. Bhaktisthan Saraswati Thakur, he wasn't the first to introduce this in Gauriya Vaishnava culture, but he was the first in modern times 
introduced that uh, devotees from non-Brahmana families be awarded the sacred thread and considered Brahmanas. So he introduced that. Uh, one reason was to show that a devotee is uh, certainly at least on the level of a Brahmana, and actually he's more complete Brahmana than those of born in Brahmana family. Now, uh, those who are Brahminically initiated, they are expected to develop the, the qualities of a Brahmana, which are included within the qualities of a pure devotee, such as those mentioned here in the Sanat Sujati. That a uh, Sanat Sujati. So, uh, he is supposed to be very clean, austere, learned in the Vedic literature, and so on. So again, these qualities, they ultimately come to zero if one is not Krishna conscious. But if one is Krishna conscious, then he's expected to automatically develop this. Because actually these qualities, they pertain to the soul. Brahmana, uh, conventional Brahmana may, by training, adopt these qualities even without directly practicing Krishna consciousness. But uh, a devotee is expected to develop these qualities because they are part of being Krishna conscious. Therefore, uh, Brahminical initiated is awarded to those devotees who it is seen that they are very serious about practicing Krishna consciousness. And they are developing that culture by which one can uh, directly serve the Lord in his deity form. For instance, if one doesn't know the rules of purity that that even the karma kandya brahmanas follow, if he doesn't know the basic rules, then it will be uh, unsuitable for him to worship the Lord. If he uh, doesn't keep properly clean, if he, uh, then he's not fit to worship the Lord. Now, brahmana means he's also supposed to know what is Brahman, what is the absolute truth. He must know that uh, the deity is Krishna, that requires training in Brahma, in Vedic knowledge. So if one doesn't have this, then uh, his worship of the deity, with so many misconceptions, he may be worshipping the deity. So for these reasons, uh, Brahminical initiation is required before one uh, worships the deity. And uh, that doesn't mean that a thread should just be thrown on someone because someone is required to worship the deity. But actually their qualities should be seen. So this is a very big topic, and I have very little time, so I'll finish here. All glories to the above-the-platform-of-Brahmins Vaishnavas, who are actually following the Brahminical culture far more than most people born in Brahmin families today in India. Unfortunately, they've mostly lost their culture. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Srila Prabhupada Ki Srimad Bhagavatam Ki if anyone has any questions on this class, uh, that's my seminar, questions and answers. So tomorrow, if you'd like to come, you can. Would any of the Mahants like to give any comment on this? Give the mic. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. He was training up some of his disciples, uh, like how to eat. Prasad without touching the mouth, so that way you didn't get your hand dirty. How to drink water without touching the cup, or getting clashed or something, so that we wouldn't get the cup, we wouldn't get your hands dirty. And recently, somebody, I don't know, I heard that some Brahmins saw this kind of devotee put their Brahmin thread around their left ear instead of their right ear, 
And they thought, what kind of Brahmins are these? I would just seem that probably teaching all these things that seem to be important, but I just, uh, I wondered what you thought about the importance of having like some kind of regular training where devotees learn a little more of the Brahminical culture. And we who lived in India, we have to learn as a part of that, just being there, you learn it and you have to learn it, it makes sense with everybody. Opportunities. Like this, for instance. <laughs> anyway. They, they kind of offered their pronouns. So. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm very much for it. I learned quite a few things from you directly back in the 1970s. Because in Bengal especially, if you're in Vaishnava society and, and you, you do things like giving people something with your left hand or something. Like that. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Actually, this training should be mandatory for those who are supposed to be taking Brahminical initiation. I've written a big book full of all the... so many details. I've written it, yeah. 90%. No, it's not published yet. I, I thought I'd just finish this book on Bhakti Sansasar Thakur. I'm just taking just a little bit to do, and then that was three years ago. And it's just the Bhakti Siddhanta book is growing. It's bigger than this now. That book just keeps on growing and growing. And I, I, But when I get back to India, I, I should finish it before the end of this year, because the, practically the research is finished. Bhakti Siddhanta After that, then I can get back to the book on. Vaishnav culture, which I very much appreciate, even though I'm not at all cultured myself. And then you can all learn why you should always wear tilak, or at least in the society of devotees, not to put things in your mouth except when you're eating or brushing your teeth, how to sit properly in the temple, how to uh, relate with seniors, juniors, and equals, modes of address, how we should address people. Many, there are, there are um, over a hundred chapters. Many things to learn. So, Hare Another thing is, uh, if they, if devotees spend time in India, as Prabhupada wanted actually Western devotees to spend time in India, then they can also, especially if they don't just hang out with other Western devotees, but they mix up with the Indian devotees and and uh, go to the villages, and then you, there are so many things you can learn. Because culture isn't just rules and regulations, it's a whole way of life and a whole approach to life. It takes time to osmotically absorb. I have that small book, The uh, Glimpses of Traditional Indian Life, which gives some idea, supposed to. According to Indian culture, there's no, there's not much consideration of time when discussion of important spiritual topics are going on. But according to Western culture, we should be very punctual. And as uh, there is so much Hari Kata to go on all day, and in the meantime, Prasad has to be honored, a very important part of the Vaishnav culture. Therefore, I'll finish here. Hare Krishna. Another point is, it's not so good to put the Bhagavatam on the chair, because people put their backs up. Clapping also. <laughs> but, um, sadhu, sadhu. Jai Hari, Jai Hari. That's also good to say. Hari, Hari. Hari, Hari.